Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Bring this on the line with us is my man Brandon Robinson, NBA writer from Scoop B podcast and, and a whole other, other bunch of other places that he freelances and and you know like I say the guys around celebrities just like you Don um, <laughs> yeah okay so so Brandon what say you we're gonna talk we're gonna talk wider NBA of course but Brandon did you think the Sixers would be in the number three seat and what are their chances and I'll ask this is really both of you guys what are their chances at the number three chance of seed for going deep into these playoffs Thanks for having me, Chris. Um, first and foremost, um, I think um, I went on record on CNN uh, at the beginning of the season, and I said that um, I thought that the, the Sixers could pay some rent at the seventh or eighth seed. Boy, was I wrong. Um, I, I think that the Sixers are definitely about a year or two ahead of what many people thought that they um, would be. And I think what's, what's been significant about that team um, is it's a few things. One, I think the addition of J.J. Reddick paid dividends, not just from a shooting premium perspective, uh, but also from a veteran leadership perspective. You had guys like Robert Covington who are already there. You had a healthy Ben Simmons. Um, you had a healthy uh, a Joel Embiid for most of the season. Um, I think, you know, but the biggest thing for the Sixers has been patience. Many many teams may have even have fired Brett Brown by now uh, because of them playing below their privilege the last couple of years. But, um, you know, the trust the process mantra has worked because truly and, and they've been patient and, you know, they're, they're bearing fruit to their labor. But I, I definitely think um, no one would have expected the third seed, but I will, I'll add this with reservation. Um, I think that the one thing that will come back to bite um, the, the Cleveland Cavaliers in the butt um, is the fact that they had that back-to-back a week or two ago where they played the Wizards uh, and then they came back from behind and then, you know, they played um, the Sixers the next night and couldn't, you know, withhold that, that, that comeback that they had. And, you know, we may be having a different conversation. Uh, they may be a fourth or fifth seed, but I think that the, 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 there are a few things. I think the, the surge of the, the Pacers, um, this season, um, and the Washington Wizards uh, dropping down to an seed because of injuries, but also the Hawks not being in the playoffs this season, and you know the, 
I think there were some other factors that helped the Sixers, but bar none, the Sixers have been playing their butts off, and I tip my hat off to them. Right. So, and I'm going to go back to you, Don. How far, even with even with Embiid on the bench, and I'm wondering how you know, how long is he's going to come back, when when he's coming back, rather, how far can this team go in this in in these playoffs? You know, with with everybody back healthy. History tells us that young teams in the playoffs, young young teams that have a quality nucleus, they have to take their loss. It happened with Jordan. It happened with all, you know, uh, you want to talk about the Detroit Pistons. Yep. Normally when you have that, that type of nucleus, you have to be in the playoff a couple seasons and get beat up before you can make a serious push. I think that this year it is set up, I can't believe I'm saying this, it's set up pretty nicely for the Sixers because should they get past Miami, which I think they will, um, they'll take on either the Bucks or the Celtics, I believe. And the Celtics, obviously, without Kyrie Irving, I think that they can beat both of those teams. So I, I really think that this team is capable of, get, of getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, I never could have anticipated that, even you know after the All Star break when they're what thirty and eleven uh, the rest of the way. Even with all the hot play against some of the suspect teams and the subpar teams that they played. I don't think that I would have predicted this even, I don't know, three three weeks ago. But I think it's very much possible. I think they have the mojo going, and I think they have talent on their side. And also, uh, Brandon mentioned the addition of J.J. Redick, but also Ersan Ilyasova and Marco right. Bellinelli to have some veterans to help them along the way. I think that's really going to help them. It's like what we saw with the Eagles. They have, a, they have a nice combination of veteran guys and rookie guys who are ready to step into – the limelight and, and push it to the next level. Right. And I know that they have a rookie head coach in some way with, uh, with Brett Brown being in the situation, but he does have championship experience. I know it's different being the head guy versus an assistant coach, but he has some experience to lean upon uh, as well. And I do like him to make a deep run in the playoffs. Yeah. I was going to say that, you know, the additions you might of Ilya Sova and um, Bellinelli, Really helped that team because, and I think it compensates because this, for for Ben Simmons's you know lack of an outside shot, but 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 can but, but can the Sixers get away with that in in in, a, in in any playoff series? Can they get away because teams and, and I think Don you mentioned this earlier, but still at some point you know do all those guys the Sarichs, Robert Covington, Ilyasova, and Bellinelli do those guys compensate? For Simmons's apparent inability at this point of his career to hit it to hit a to out, hit an outside jumper, and, and both you guys can take that question. I, I think I'm gonna be very honest with you. I think it's sports uh, because of the 24-hour news coverage that we have. I, I think a lot of pundits or writers make a lot of big thing about the fact that Ben Simmons doesn't have an, an outside shot. Um, we all couldn't ride a bike uh, when we first got on it, and we had training wheels. That being said. There are other intangibles that Ben Simmons does have. He has the ability to get to the basket and create his own move to, to get into the lane. Similarly to how LeBron, you holds the ball like bread and gets to the basket, uses his shoulders to kind of wiggle in. Um, he's a playmaker. You know, when you look at Jason Kidd, for an example, Jason Kidd struggled as a point guard for years without having a jumper, but he still was crafty in getting the ball and made former Sixer Lucius Harris look at all, like an all-star at times. Um, <laughs> <laughs> remember that bowling ball play? Yeah. 
So I, I yeah. think that a lot of times people just harp on Ben Simmons doesn't have an outside shot. Okay, well, you know, maybe somebody's short or somebody's tall, but people still find a way to, to you know, to make things happen. And that's why they hired J.J. Reddick to take the big shots that Ben Simmons can't take. So, you know, I, I sometimes, you know, move on the side of caution with just always labeling somebody don't have a jump shot. J.R. Smith is streaky, but he still finds a way to get you 15 or 19 points for the Cleveland Cavaliers when he's on. So I, I think, you know, I think that the Sixers find other ways. I think, to be honest with you, the way that I believe the Sixers can beat uh, Miami is in the interior. If Joel Embiid is staying in the post and not feeling comfortable with taking that outside jumper, I think they're on to something. So, you know, I, I think it's more than just that. I, I think in the fast break, I think that the, that the Sixers can kill uh, on the floor uh, the Miami Heat. I, I, I think that Markel Fultz has found his, his wing or his, his stride in the last few games. And I also think that Embiid being out and Fultz coming in, has actually been a confidence builder and a blessing in disguise. So, T.J. McConnell can run the the the, the, uh, the half court for the Sixers and spell uh, Ben Simmons and, and and minister in the game to give him some rest. So, no, I don't subscribe to the theory that it, you live or you die by Ben Simmons' outside shot, and it'll come. LeBron James, you know, struggled with an outside shot early in, in his career, and then he hired Damon Jones, and he's been spot on and not so much of a streaky shooter. So. I think it's more than just Ben Simmons taking an outside shot, whether he makes it or misses it. What do, what do you guys think? Well, I think. Good I'm, I'm sorry. I was going to say that. I think that at this point, the fact that people keep harping on the fact that Ben Simmons doesn't have a jump shot, it, it's now overrated. Right. He's proven, mm-hmm. that he, he's proven that he can play without it, and the Sixers have proven that they can win without him having the benefit of the jump shot. And I think you're right, uh, Brandon, about him being crafty enough uh, with his size, really, to compensate for that. And like I said, he eats up the space anyway. Um, he gets in the lane, he creates havoc. He's a guy that if you're a point guard on, the, on an opposing team and you're 6'4", you've got no chance of dealing with him in the post. And that mm-hmm. creates a whole other mismatch. And when you have Urson on the floor or Marco or J.J., that creates a double team, and you know, without diving in the weeds here with the X's and O's, I'll just basically say that um, you know what he can get by without it. And as far as guys in the past that we've seen do it, guys like Jason Kidd, people forget we used to joke and call him Ace and Kidd because he yes, had no J, right? <laughs> like, that, like that was the joke, and now he's a Hall of Famer and one of the most prolific three-point shooters in the history of the game. So I think they're going to be fine. They've done everything they can to get by without Ben Simmons having a jump shot. In fact. He's flourishing without it, so I, I'm not worried about that one iota. Okay, and, and, and it's funny you say that because in, when when uh, he went to Dallas, he found his jumper playing under with Carlisle, and he won the finals in 2011 against LeBron in the Miami. So you know, good things come to those who wait, I guess. Yeah. Okay, guys, what's your whole thought? Because we come back from the break, I want to talk about the rest of the NBA because. I think that, to me, until they are knocked off and beaten, ain't nobody beating Golden State. But I want to see what you guys think. So when we come back from the break, we'll deal with the rest of the NBA playoffs from that perspective. You're listening to 900 AM WRD, 96.1 FM WRD, Black Talk Media, and the Chris Murray Report. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back. You know, every time I hear Marvin Gaye, I, w- I don't have my skull cap with me, man. I don't have the skull cap. So a couple of things before I get back to, I guess we have, we have Don Bell, CBS three, Brandon Robinson, and Scoopy uh, podcast. 
And one of the things, um, a, a bunch of our colleagues are in New York City for the N- National Association of Black Journalists Region 1 Conference. Um, Johan Calhoun of the Philadelphia Tribune is the Region 1 director. And I wanted to shout out to anybody who's listening to us on Facebook. They're probably in conference now. Anyone in New York City, from the, from especially from the Philadelphia Association of Black Journalists, Melanie Roy President, and everybody, we, we just want to get a shout out on our show and to acknowledge that, you know, all the good work you guys are doing up in New York. So I wanted to give that shout out to all of them at that conference. We, are, we all of us are at some point members of NABJ and we do a lot for journalists. OK, now in the playoffs overall, I'm going to be the only I, I guess I'm going to be the low knucklehead here and basically saying that when Steph comes back. Golden State is going to just win everything again. What say you guys? I mean, I mean, is this pretty much an open and shut case? And I also think LeBron James and them are going to be back in the finals. Ooh, uh, Brandon, you want to start or you want to uh... <laughs> Okay. I, I, I can go ahead, start. Go ahead, Brandon. I will say to you, um, and I, I wrote about this in uh, my column at Basketball Society uh, today, um, I basically um, feel as though um, it's not a foregone conclusion um, that the Warriors are returning to the finals, and it's not for a reason just because of that. I think sometimes people have this um, expectation that almost like this godlike expectation that the Warriors can't be beat. Um, and I don't think, and I also think that people believe that the, because the Rockets were in first place, um, that that's an automatic bid into uh, the finals. And uh, I think that the, the, the Rockets, for example, um, it kind of reminds me of the Sacramento Kings in 2002, where they had an impeccable season, and they went to the Western Conference Finals to a lower-seeded um, Lakers team, and, and, and Sacramento uh, shows, lost to the, to the Lakers, and the Lakers went on to win the Finals. I think as it relates to um, the Warriors, I think that the Warriors, um, I'm impressed with the fact that they've done well uh, in Steph's absence, particularly um, I believe that Kevin Durant found his mojo in the finals last year, and it carried over into the season this year. Uh, I think that one thing that the injuries have taught them is that they can all individually bring something to the table when others are not there. Um, but I'm going to say something, and you may want to hang up the phone after I'm done. Don't sleep on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Okay. Okay. See, Don, your thoughts on that? Yikes. Um <laughs> <laughs> Don't sleep on OKC. Okay, I didn't. I didn't see that one coming. Um, I listen. I don't believe in Houston because I their ability to play defense, although they've been pretty good this year. Um, top what six, top ten uh, defense so far this year in terms of points allowed. Um, I think that you know D'Antoni is still the coach, and I've seen this movie before, so that concerns me. And as far as Golden State is concerned, they're champions until otherwise, you know, until proven otherwise. I think that when Steph Curry comes back and he does what he does, I still think they have the best collection of talent and chemistry in the NBA. And I, I'm not saying they can't be beat because I don't think there's any team out there that is head and shoulders above everyone else. But I do think still that they are the best team in the NBA. And in a seven-game series, you're going to have a real tough time beating them four times. Real difficult time. I just don't see that happening. Even if they don't, which they don't, uh, have home court advantage if they uh, should should hook up with the Houston Rockets. So as far as the Eastern Conference is concerned, man, I, I just can't bet against LeBron. That's, <laughs> that's, that's hard for me because I know that his 
his ceiling is higher than anyone else's. So mm-hmm. in, in a series, when he has to carry a bunch of guys who haven't been there before, can he go out and average 40, 10, and 10? Yeah. Yeah, he can, even at that age. I mean, how long have you been in the league since 03? Um, 15 years. 50, 15 years in this league showing no signs of, um, of slowing down. And we just saw this when he played here in Philadelphia. I think that was just last week. Yeah. Okay, when he dropped, uh, he had a triple-double and missed the free throws at the end. But – He's that guy. When given an opportunity, especially in the playoffs, as you guys know, the playoffs seemingly a whole other season. It lasts almost three months, it feels like, uh, because they're playing every other day or every two or three days. He's going to have the time to rest. It, it's hard for me to imagine LeBron losing to anyone, especially if he's playing with a collection of guys um, that have never been there. I'm, I'm shocked by that, but I like your chance. I, I was going to say in, in that regard with LeBron, that game last week when, when the Sixers were up 30 early in the game and he brought them back by himself the night after, he, after he, you know, he, he brought them back against Washington 17 down, that kind of, that frightens me in a play, and frightens me in a sense that LeBron James is just unreal and complete. And this was regular season. What's going to happen in the playoffs? That's why I say I don't think anybody beat LeBron. I mean, yeah. and, and, and I mean, Brand, I mean, Brandon. I'm I'm just being honest. I mean, I think I think um, th- one thing I'll add uh, to what you both said is he's 33 years old and he led the NBA in, in minutes played this season. Um, and I and I think that. Um, while I know Philly is a is is the home team right now, um, I think what you're going to see in the in the Eastern Conference Final is the emergence of what we thought or what many thought and quietly have said what Giannis Antetokounmpo is, um, and I think you're going to see an Eastern Conference Finals uh, with the Cavs and the Milwaukee Bucks, um, and I think okay. wow, and I think that um, what's so special about those two guys is you're going to kind of see a baton passing, if you will, or right this passage of perimeter guys um, that is, you know, LeBron and, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think that the firing of Jason Kidd lit a fire under the Bucks' butt this season, and, and they've been quietly, you know, doing what they need to do. And I think that being a, a lower seed, uh, a seventh seed, um, and playing against the Boston Celtics team is going to give them that motivation to go out and, 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 and dominate in the, in the playoffs. So wow. I, by the way, can I say this? Yeah, go ahead. LeBron is still the best player on the planet. Of course. Like, this, this whole idea, you know, I listen to people nationally talk about what's going on with the MVP race, and people desperately want to vote for James Harden. Right. I, get tired, I get tired of people getting tired of great players. In other words, they don't want to, right. they don't want to give it to LeBron because they have LeBron fatigue. Like, no, forget about what you voted on in the past or how long you've seen a guy uh-huh. do it. He is the best player, and, and part of me wants to say it's not close. That might be hyperbole, but he is the best player, period. MVP. I would agree with that. Black church. That'll preach, brother. I was going to say, you preaching to the <laughs> choir on that one, bro, because, no, I mean, like I say again, that guy, and, and I don't like the Jordan comparisons because to me, and, and but, but if you're going to throw it out there, in my opinion, I think, and, and we got to close the show now. <laughs> we love to have this conversation, but I got to say this. I gotta say that to me, I think LeBron is was greater than Jordan in the sense that LeBron can can stuff that stat sheet even more and help his team. He does everything. Jordan could score, he could defend, and all that. And I and I give Jordan all. Jordan was a great player, great clutch player. I give him that, and and I'm not gonna I'm not dissing Jordan, but at the same time, 
I just think that that at the end of the day, LeBron will be the greatest of all time. Of course, until some other kid comes along, or somebody will come along. But from you know, from my lifetime up up to this point, um, LeBron has been you know just one of the greatest of all time. So from from that standpoint, guys, I gotta say one. Can I get you anything? You guys, ten seconds, guys. Your final word. Brandon, Don, you first. Okay, well, I'll say this. Um, you know, when you say something of that, so if you, when you criticize Michael Jordan, it's a lot like criticizing Beyonce. It's like the beehive. Like, people come after you, and they throw darts. But I totally agree with you. I think that at this point, LeBron a better player than Michael Jordan. Okay. I think, I think LeBron's story is still being written, but I think any time uh, you have a special player, um, it takes a long time for somebody to kind of adjust and then gel. And I think LeBron at this point is flourishing and getting – you know, the respect that he's due. People say he couldn't play in the 90s. I think he's showing the physicality, and I think he's having... Okay, guys, uh, I'm sorry about that, uh, Brandon. Thanks, 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 everybody, for listening. We'll see you next week on the Chris Murray Report on WRD. Have a good weekend. Scoop B Radio. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off.